हाय राजीव हाय हाय राजीव हाय हेलो एवरीवन अ वेरी गुड इवनिंग टू वन एंड ऑल वेलकम वेलकम टू बैकस्टेज ऑन आवर स्टार्टअप एंड करियर शो एंड आई एम ऋषभ मेहता फ्रॉम टीम बैकस्टेज सो टुडे वी गोना हैव एन इंटरेस्टिंग सेशन ऑन एंडिंग्स एट द न्यू बिगिनिंग्स एंड इट्स वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट दैट वी ओन आवर फ्यूचर गाइस एंड फॉर दैट वी हैव राजीव हांडा फाउंडर ऑफ अकाउंटेबिलिटी पार्टनरशिप्स and rajiv welcome to backstage as we speak people are people are joining us live thanks rishab it's wonderful to be part of this amazing uh, probably opportunity that you are creating for people to experience a new way of learning a new way of thank experiencing you, thank you, life as a and to all listeners so let great me briefly talk about rajiv Rajiv Handa is a senior global business leader CXO with over 30 years of leadership experience building and leading multicultural teams across India Asia and African markets he is a certified martial goldsmith leadership coach and an EMCC accredited practitioner coach and mentor he is the founder of accountability partnerships and curator of the OYF show own your future so guys he has this show as well so do tune in there is evolved as a professional from selling newspaper subscriptions as his first summer job to becoming a ceo and a global business leader now as a coach and a mentor so rajiv uh, i am actually intrigued to ask you about your journey right from selling newspaper subscriptions to becoming a ceo you know would be great if you could share some insights from your journey for all the students who are listening us live right now uh well rishab first of all thanks a lot for uh that introduction and sharing uh pieces of my journey as what you described there uh i believe uh, each one of us has a journey filled with experiences a journey filled with so much that we've all seen through our stages of life uh and my life is no different uh i have been fortunate enough to have walk through life starting from the first step of the ladder to moving up and as i say uh the whole journey is yet to begin and what people who ask me today in today's stage of my life after about it's not actually 30 years i've discovered another way of putting it today uh i have more than 11500 days of life professional experience behind me which has taught me everything new each day that i have experienced it and with that comes what i call as three important stages of my life the first stage of my life was when i i began to sort of experience what life is after moving out of college into the corporate world grappling with what exactly things are about and as i said i started my first step into the corporate world by getting into a summer job of selling newspaper subscriptions door to door now that is an absolutely fascinating experience that experience taught me how to open doors when they were closed in front of you and from there i moved into the sector of pharmaceutical sales getting into institutional selling getting into selling to professional doctors doctors who are probably that much more qualified but you build an ability to sort of engage and communicate with them to be able to build a relationship with them so that taught me relationship building that taught me the power of how communication can become a bridge between the knowledge class the knowledge workers the doctors or professionals and people like me who are there to sort of support them in gaining experience and learning about the pharmaceutical sector drugs and abilities which in those times and even today is what medical reps do and then i moved into training now that phase of my life was a very foundational year of phase for me where i where i built uh, the strength of understanding as i said what relationships are all about and what probably the ability to open doors is all about and from there uh, i think god has been kind i have been committed to what i have been wanting to do and i moved into different stages the next stage was when i was getting into a stage where i started to believe that i had to start contributing by doing more than what was being asked of me and that's a very important thing i want to bring out here for people who are beginning their careers who are beginning their life at different stages 
you are given a job description you're given a scope of work or what you need to do but i think if you challenge yourself and push yourself into doing something more than what's asked for you'll get recognized you'll get known for what you do and you will actually push yourself beyond your own limits and i think that's so very important in more so in today's time when you really need to understand the environment and give more than what you probably can do and then i would call the third phase of my life purely my professional journey where in various leadership multicultural positions and opportunities i was able to really bring about a combination of my experiences and blend them with both my abilities to look at what professionalism all is about and looking at delivering more value out of people and out of what they can deliver for themselves and for the organization as a whole so professionally speaking i think these have been three very very fascinating phases of my life and as i said i'm at a stage where i'm still at a phase where after 11000 plus year, plus days of work that i've put behind providing clarity and confidence to people i'm still searching for my start line well granted, the next phase is very very fascinating uh, if, if, if i were to put it into this parlance right uh newspaper subscriptions delivering all of that it's like uh, you know uh, we can compare it with say somebody delivering food on zomato or swiggy right i mean from that stage to becoming a ceo itself is is a huge huge thing that possibly what you accomplished right so it's like your journey also reflects that nothing is impossible to achieve in a way right i mean that is that is kudos to you the way you pulled this off but my pointed question rajiv is how did you change gears i mean from newspapers you mentioned you got into the medical field first right so you were dealing with different kind of uh, so called uh, people in a way so how did you change gears there yeah well that's an interesting uh, point that you bring out here uh, rushab and i think i i i i realized that uh, not as i was traveling through a journey to be honest with you but more so as i reflect back into my journey and my career i think there are two traits in me which probably helped me do that and i think that's that's very important for us to recognize uh, the first one is that i think pushing myself into new areas uncharted waters and uh, allowing myself to be the sponge that i call myself as and that's something that i say very proudly about myself with all humility that i am here to learn i am here to absorb and i think that ability allowed me to be able to switch gears as you put it because that switching of gears calls for the individual to be able to soak in comprehend and be willing to give back at rapid fire speed and i think this is very very important again for everybody who's listening in at this point in time in today's age and time where you have individual traits you have technology available to you i think here is an opportunity where you need to really understand what are your own individual traits what are you really made up of so i probably realized a bit early in life that i need to pick up things much earlier and i need to pick up things which have not been done in the past they give me a kick they give me a high of being able to get the best out of me and that really allowed me to shift gears and shift from industry to industry and that's again the core thing of actually uh, what uh, we talking about today endings are the new beginnings and that actually has been an ethos for my life too as i ended a career as i ended a journey with a particular sector there was a new beginning waiting for me at the end of each mm. part of my journey and then no, that's, that's fascinating uh, rajiv so before we uh, talk about the topic in itself i would i would want to know over your illustrious career of three decades can you talk about any failures or obstacles that you came across and and any learnings that you had from them <laughs> yeah yeah ah there are lots we can do a separate program on those actually <laughs> because because if there are no failures there is absolutely True. no way you can get to success and and that's so very important uh and 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 to me if if you if you really ask me uh the 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 amount of rejections that i would have got in my journey would be more than the success pats that i would have got in my journey i think that's one of the biggest learnings that i've got uh the more i got rejected the stronger i became it may sound cliched but let me tell you that's a reality 
because that prepared me for the next opportunity because say for example if you look at what my, my experience in, in in the in the in the field of the initial days of my uh, sales career when i used to go on 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 sales calls when i used to visit uh, doctors when i used to visit hospitals when i used to visit institutions the number of closed doors the number of wait time that i got built in me the resilience to say i have to keep doing this i have to keep doing this better the next time now that is one set of people would think and say i am not cut out for this and another set of people would come back and say if i if i can do this next time i'll probably be able to do it better i think that's that's one thing that i i recognize in life from pure failure perspective the amount of rejections and the doors that are closed at me and i literally mean closed doors by the way when 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 customers will just throw you out of out of their place well we don't have time yeah. you just get lost don't even come back again and it's real by the way guys this is not fiction and this is not something that happens only in movies this happens in real life and i and i've i've personally gone through that uh and and at the at the later part of life i think there have been decisions that i have been part of decisions that i have taken which i'm not saying i regret those decisions but in hindsight i think there are some specific decision which have been taken differently right and that's what probably the whole process of learning curve is about there have been times where uh, th- th- there are, there have been interactions and there have been sort of some business calls that one has had to take which uh, i i definitely reflect back and say that one could have done better in those decisions and those are all part of so Raji, uh, you, what i call you know, the learning the interesting thing is even for our listeners i mean a person as senior as a ceo right in a corporate setup uh, actually telling all of us that he's went through multiple rejections right so chahe wo uh, interviews mein ho right so so many times i've seen so many youngsters uh, if they were to not get a job right uh, they get upset but the, but the point is rejection is going to be part of your life any which way right it's about how you improvise upon it and do it better the next time so it is as simple as that and what rajiv is saying that's a very interesting thing because everybody goes through it right in some form or the other now now uh, rajiv what you also mentioned right about cert- taking certain decisions at some key junctures right maybe if you can uh, if something uh, comes on top of your mind and you can share on that ki aise koi journey mein apne kaun sa decision kahin pe liya kis kahin pe it could be your personal it could be your corporate life related if it all something which comes to your mind which actually changed course of your life in a way okay i i i i will, I will give you a very uh, interesting uh, instance uh, i was i was part of uh, uh, a business in the education business uh, that that i was sort of part of handling a region at that point in time and uh, we were one fine day called into the ceo's office we meaning me and my wife both of us used to work in the same organization we were handling different parts of the business so uh, we were told uh, by them that well uh, there is an opportunity in bombay that time i was in delhi there is an opportunity in bombay and uh, and we believe that uh, you could really contribute significantly to that opportunity and uh, you have to leave in the next 48 hours and discussion over now if i look back and think about it there are two approaches one could have taken one was saying okay we'll think about it we'll do this we'll do that and everything stuff and go through the normal rigor of evaluating what will come your way what will not come your way uh but what we chose to do was we walked out of that room and said yes we walked out saying yes to that opportunity now why i'm sharing this ex- example is that uh many a times we trust our gut we trust our feelings we trust our uh our ability to be able to see something which is not visible i call it the unknown and the unseen i think that's one thing that sort of was overpowering us at that point in time and why i say that that's an important turning point is but that's the time when uh not only shifted gears from the opportunity perspective but suddenly expanded the horizons from a regional perspective to another region to national to global so that was a foundation for me to look beyond what i probably would have imagined for myself to do so sometimes you have to make choices which are out of the ordinary 
sometimes you have to make choices uh, which not only just challenge you you sometimes even think about it and saying that how the hell did you even say yes to something like that so that's something which has always been sort of stuck in my mind uh, from a career uh, perspective another one i want to highlight just to give you another flip side of it but this is about the great part of of the opportunity that one grabbed and one is able to really look at a turning point there are there has also been an opportunity where at a, at a fairly senior level in my career and i i won't name the organization here for for obvious reasons i made a choice to be part of an organization at a level which is one choice that i always and i always quote that example in all the work that i do with all people that i sort of support as leaders as ceos as businesses is that i made a choice of leaving a particular position going for another position for a very short sighted view that i had at that point in time and i still regret that so the point i'm trying to make here is on one side the same me took a decision on the gut the same me took another decision which i sometimes believe had i not taken my my journey would have been a bit more probably on a, on a different course altogether so the point i'm trying to make here is that you are free to make your choices you're free to make the right decisions you're free to make the mistakes but one thing you must remember keep moving mm, forward that's interesting that's what i learned because, uh, on on both those occasions right many people get fixated to a place as well right agar koi settle ho gaya hai ek shehar mein then possibly they don't want to move places and and what you uh, went through uh, you know this decision to be taken within 48 hours that's an interesting one and even the other other instance that you uh, spoke about it so uh, rajiv uh, coming to your current profession right now now that you are a leadership coach so how did you decide uh, of now that you have gained so much of experience so now you want to just part it in a different way so what led you to get into this uh, zone because as we speak right endings are the new beginning i can see there are so many chapters in your life where you turn one page and move to the other yeah uh i i believe uh, it's 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 again a, a very uh interesting combination of my journey and uh and many people ask me this and it's a very fair question to ask that what made you believe and turn into doing what you're doing today to be very honest with you i was not doing anything different all three all these years of my life the only difference is that i was doing it as a partner with an organization with a business with a group of people who constituted to become a team or a project which i was either leading or i was part of so in net effect i have always been what i call as in the knowledge worker space working with people and developing both human capital and results for businesses to be able to contribute with confidence and clarity that's what i've been doing across everything that i've done now comes the question as to when i chose to sort of uh do things for my own self and that's the state that i am at at this point in time through being a leadership coach through being what i refer to as an accountability partner i'm choosing to do things for myself to help individuals and businesses to be able to make choices and decisions which are purpose driven for them now what changed for me i actually moved the focus from being business or organization focused to that particular individual or that business focus from a perspective of saying how can i collectively help them with my collective experience and the learning that i've got to be able to contribute towards their success so what really changed for me was that i actually became that much more i would say focused on using all that i had with people and with businesses so uh in net effect there is nothing much that has changed but what has changed is that i am no longer responsible for the success of one business or one brand that i was responsible for as a business leader but i am responsible for multiple leaders multiple businesses who i collectively take responsibility for so i think that's that's the the sort of a distinction that that i see for myself at this point in time uh and that's becoming that much more challenging today 
because the 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 way leaders and businesses look at things today is very different from probably what it was 5 years back uh, they are more focused they are more inclined towards looking at things that can impact their uh, own personal growth true, true. and and so Rajiv, to do uh, for the business coming coming to the topic right and i'll i'll break this into two right uh, one is ending the new endings are the new beginning and the other one is owning your future in a way right so if i were to just refer to the first part can you explain this term right endings are the new beginning and why is it so very important because there are young people who are listening to us uh, you know and they are about to start in their career right uh, or step into the professional world so if you can just touch base on that aspect first yeah sure uh, i think as the name suggests i think the word ending comes with a sense of uh, finishing line a sense of saying ab to zindagi khatam ho gayi matlab aaj maine agar ye project khatam kar diya to main mera kaam khatam ho gaya and that's probably the connotation that we always uh, sort of relate with and i have always been of the view both in my personal and professional life that the ending if it was to become a launch pad for your next beginning how would you start viewing that ending because end of the day all of us in our minds think about it saying ye aaj shuru kiya kal khatam ho gaya और फिर मेरे को नए सिरे से कुछ करना है वो मैं ढूंढूंगा और जब वो खत्म होगा तब से फिर से शुरू करूंगा नाउ दैट्स अ वेरी नॉर्मल वे ऑफ थिंकिंग अब जितने भी स्टूडेंट्स अभी सुन रहे हैं एवरीबडी हुईरीथिंग यू स्टार्ट हैज टू कम टू एन एंड राइट कॉलेज में है कॉलेज खत्म होगा उसके बाद प्लेसमेंट होगी प्लेसमेंट के बाद मेरी फर्स्ट जॉब लगेगी फर्स्ट जॉब के बाद फिर मैं देखूंगा क्या करना है देखूंगी क्या करना है आई मूव फॉरवर्ड So my 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 point with endings and new beginnings comes from a fact which says that the moment you recognize that that ending is giving you a launch pad to begin something afresh, you start tuning your mind with a very different focus. You start tuning your mind with a focus of saying that it is not the end that you need to be concerned about, but the beginning of the next step. Now let me give you some specific examples here. let me take the business example first and then i'll take a personal example when you take a business example as all of you understand that there is something known as a quarter ending there is something known as every business has a month ending and a quarter ending now there is a way of closing every business and say yaar 15 quarter khatam ho gaya kahani khatam hui ek hafte ki chutti dimag mein manao uske baad kaam karna shuru karna right and that's what happens literally in all businesses the moment you start converting that ending focus and overlapping it with five days or four days of the ending period of the quarter with the beginning of the next quarter magic happens and i'm telling you magic happens because i've seen that happen in reality all that you have to do is you have to make sure that while you are closing the quarter you have assigned goals and priorities defined for the next quarter in the last three days while there is a focus on ending there is a focus on what next to be done and one of the best examples for that is marketing teams working in tandem in such a way and manner that they start preparing for the next quarter much ahead of time and therefore results become as a continuum so that's that's one one example from a business perspective the the other the other piece which sort of comes comes to mind is in the example that i was talking about from from a perspective of students all of you today all of you today who are looking at the ending period of your semester ending period of your uh, college period the, the beginning of your of your uh, life in the corporate world or as an entrepreneur both of them are phenomenal opportunities to get started with the question i would encourage you to ask yourself is that what does that ending mean to you really is it ending a closure of what you started with or is the beginning of another phase of life that you really need to live for the choice of your answer the choice of your mindset will determine how you want to view this for those of you who start saying ki mera engineering khatam ho gaya that means mera objective khatam ho gaya for the others who start off by saying engineering khatam hona means my life is truly starting i promise you one thing people who look at the the second way of thinking will have a very different set of actions and a different set of approach 
towards dealing with life beyond college. And that's what I mean by endings are truly the new beginning. It's a mindset game, but it's specific. You have to be focused on making a beginning based on where you're uh, aligning your end, end goal with and keep progressing forward. That's that's what my experience and my personal uh, life, my personal life is a living example of that. My new sector that chose, my new industry I chose was all a living example of endings and new buildings. I changed businesses, I changed companies for sectors that I changed, by the way. Because to me, the ending that's, that's, was a new uh, building. For quite fascinating, audience. Rajiv. In fact, uh, so change is the only constant in this world, right? And but but it's easier said than actually being implemented by people. So, based on your experiences, do people really find it difficult to understand the true meaning of the word "ending" per se? Well, uh, before we get to that, I think I, I just want to add one small uh, phrase to what you just said: the change is the only constant. And it is so very relevant in today's time, which I think so all the youngsters who are listening to this today would appreciate and understand is that speed of change is the only constant today. Because it's just no longer really change. It's the speed of change which is the only constant. And in that speed of change, to recognize what you just now said about endings is, is very, very important. Because, uh, and, and when you say by the fact saying that do people really recognize and understand the meaning of endings? Uh, my experience with uh, with people that I sort of engage with and work with in, in the current scheme of things, uh, whether it's it's youngsters or, or people across across the world, I think the fact that people recognize what exactly they, they, they their aim and goal is is probably a clear definition of the fact saying that uh, I, I do know what my what, what the ending objective is. Those who don't have a goal, those who don't have a purpose, uh, I would really fear for them. Uh, and I have a very simple example for this, which uh, will probably help uh, us all understand. When you all choose to go home, assuming that that's an ending point for us, right? If you don't have an address, how will you reach home? So make sure you have the address, make sure you have a path towards it, and make sure that you move in that direction so that you start moving towards an ending and a purpose. If you don't do that, uh, I, I really believe that uh, you, you really need to think about it. You need to think about uh, what's, the, what's the aim that you have. Uh, what are you doing with, with your own uh, perspective, with your own objectives? And have you really sat down and chopped that down for yourself? Uh, and this generation is a very, very bright and intelligent generation. And I give 100 marks on 10 to this generation. And I, and I mean that because they are very, very... Absolutely, Rajiv. So, uh, there are uh, interesting questions out there uh, in the chat box. And Sakshi, one of our listeners, she's asking you uh, that, sir, taking failures or endings as a positive beginning sounds really good. But how can we get ourselves to get up despite feeling thousand times and finding the motivation time and time again when you have been doing it anyway? The reality is slightly different. Uh, yes, the reality is different because you are choosing to say that the, that the failing or the rejecting, you are being identified as the person who is at fault. I think you need to distinguish these two. The failure is of the process or the failure is of the objective. You as an individual are not at fault. I think it's time that we must recognize that you are an enabler of an action. You are the person who's doing that action at that point in time. If you dissociate yourself from that, the chances are that your acceptance of failure will not be personal, but it will be to the task that has not happened. Because if you choose to take failure to heart, what you're saying is true. But if you choose taking failure as part of a journey of learning, you will be in a different space altogether. And that's something which uh, I would encourage all of us to think about. And to cite some examples, which I'm sure all of you, if you've not read about them or if you're not about, uh, if you don't know KFC, the, 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 person, the, the Colonel Sanders, the person who founded KFC, he started it at the age of 61. And when he started it, from the age of 52 to 61, he traveled across with his recipe to more than 
800 to 1000 restaurants to get them accepted but after that rejection and not still willing to accept that he is being rejected he finally founded and found what today is kfc world over so there are many such examples charlie chaplin the guy who we all believe is a person who's the person who gives smiles to all of us he was all he was at one point in time told that he can never be a comedian and you all know what the what everything is and his own journey with his own grief his own pain is absolutely unbelievably uh, tragic of what he is what he himself had has gone through in his own personal life the reason why i'm bringing this out is that i think making the choices of what some endings or rejections do to us is our own cho- choosing and one simple tool that i have practiced yeah. i'm sort of suggesting yes. for you sakshi sakshi it was right who suggested who gave this question is that you may seriously dissociate yourself from the failure don't take the failure to heart recognize the failure is of the process or the task bounce back and find another way of doing the task you will see some sort of a different light of it try it out uh, i'm happy to sort of uh, have another chat with you after you well, write this interesting rajiv i think uh, thanks for sharing this perspective uh, ayush to your question i'll come back a little later because uh, it gets tied up to a second part of the conversation right uh, which is owning your future so rajiv uh, what is oif first right uh, as you call as own your future and you've also written a book on it as well and you also have a show so if you can talk a bit on that first okay uh, great i think oif as the name suggests is uh, a commitment of self to self to own your future and i'm using these two words very very consciously here and i will repeat it once again for all our listeners oif is a commitment of self to self to own your future and i think that's where the journey starts from the second part that i want to bring out about oif is that i think we all look at people who are successful or people who have not been so successful right and we start making our own assumptions and our own beliefs about what life is like when somebody goes up the mount everest and say wow here is this person who's climbed and achieved the peaks of mount everest and when you look at elon musk and yeah. say wow he is a trillionaire the first trillionaire i think so and we look at jeff bezos and we look at him and say he's the guy who chose to become the first guy to get into space on a free ride something which probably neil armstrong armstrong did when he chose to do what he did now behind all these people in whatever they have been able to get to is a successful icon that we are able to see and say that here is a successful person and similarly there are people who have not done so well and there are certain people who are failures and who have not been able to achieve what they set out for uh they could be failed startups they could be people who could not have done well in the exams there are people who could not have done well in the first job they would not have got the promotion that they thought they would have got into and they continuously seem to be struggling with certain challenges about what it is in whatever shape and form now the reason i bring out these two touch points is the fact that it's not about these touch points that we need to be bothered about it's about the journey because the lessons of life and the learnings of life are in this journey for a person who's moved from where he or she is to reaching to the heights that we see them in to reaching to the even the point of failure and in that journey from what they learn from those failures to become who they became and i think that's 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 the core soul of what this uh, show and what this intent of this uh, journey of oif is what we aiming to do here is we are aiming to bring to life real stories real experiences and real insights of people who traveled through this journey so that as i as as i use this uh, this line to express what the show is it's a space so you always have someone to turn to because please remember in your journey of a future while you choose to become who you want to become you have to take responsibility for your steps you have to take responsibility for the purpose you want to do so this is your journey your commitment and there are enough people around let me guarantee you this it's more so in the social media space there are enough people around who are willing to give you a helping hand as long as you ask for it 
if you choose not to ask for it nobody will even know that you want that help so that's that's the context of what onio feature is all about and there are there are ways in which one is manifesting this we have workshops that we do around it we have the show we do around it i have a i have a small handbook that rusha mentioned about which helps you sort of do some deep dive into your own head and say uh, what do i need to do to trigger off those steps that i need to take to commit to own my future so that's that's a that's a longish oh, uh, spiel around what you asked absolutely. Uh, rishabh so, so rajesh uh, since you already uh, you know uh, you created a book ebook on it you know if you can briefly talk about the strategies that uh, and if you can share about uh, those uh, with our students right who are listening us live it will be very helpful so how do they begin so before you say uh, to all the listeners guys there is rajiv has his own website rajivhanda.com and you can actually download the ebook uh, from his website so rajiv if you can just talk about strategies a bit yeah uh, i i believe i think as i mentioned i think there are there are three parts to, to the whole uh, journey of of uh, what i call is owning your future i think the first question i encourage everybody to ask themselves is uh, are you willing to own your future and be very honest about it be very clear about it and uh, recognize the fact that this is not a class participation question this is the real question that you need to answer and i want to bring out one another reality about about my own experiences with the, with students with leaders with people across different uh, strata of society across the world by the way and this is to do with change uh, and rishabh we mentioned this in the earlier part of a question and i think it connects with with what i'm going to talk about now uh, if you think about change and you ask people that do you wish to change do you do you want change to happen and i can guarantee this even in this group if i ask all of you here the do you want change to happen around you what would be your instant response to how many of you would say yes let's do a quick one here right how many of you really want change to happen around you you want electricity to become 24 hours you want water supply to increase you want somebody to be able to help you with doing something else and so on and so forth right chances are 80 90 100 percent of you will say yes you want change right and now let me flip this question and say how many of you are willing to change yourself i'll repeat that question how many of you are willing to change and commit to change yourself i can guarantee this to you and i'm telling you out of my own experience at least 50% of you will in your mind start up by saying but if लेकिन इसमें तो क्या मतलब है इसका इससे पहले क्वेश्चन में कोई मतलब भी नहीं पूछेगा कि अगर क्या बदलना चाहते हो उसमें कोई मतलब भी नहीं पूछने की जरूरत पड़ेगी लेकिन जहां पे यह बोला जाएगा कि आप अपने अंदर बदलाव लाना चाहते हो कि नहीं उस टाइम पे ये मैं आपको गारंटी से बता सकता हूं कि आप ये सवाल पूछेंगे इसका क्या मतलब है ये क्या इससे क्या होगा मैं अगर अपने आप को बदलूंगा दैट इज एग्जैक्टली द डिफरेंस that you need to recognize that it is very difficult to acknowledge that you need to change you need to accept that there are some things that you need to bring about and change in yourself so that's i think so one part of this the start point of the journey so the way i've sort of looked at this whole uh, process as i would call it is i have what i call it as a, as a 60 minute challenge for anybody who wants to commit to own their future and that 60 minute challenge is a very simple set of three or four sets of questions that you need to attempt which is part of the workbook and in that workbook the ebook that rishabh uh, was referring to what you need to basically do is first and foremost the most important part is in your own head first acknowledge the fact that you are willing to change you are willing to take action to be able to move from where you are to the next step you may not even know where you want to get to but you need to move to the next step i think that's part number 1 part number 2 which is extremely important for you to be able to figure out is you need to identify how your 2020 2021 so far has gone by for you and around identifying challenges what you learned about yourself and about 
things that have happened around you. It's a small little exercise that just tabulates that. Just put that down with the whole intent of being able to articulate and tell you that what have I, there are, there are people here, if I was to sort of take some of these, why, how, what is it that I, Kush, what is I, Aditya, what is I, Sakshi, Rahul, Mukul, Kushi, if you were to choose to do this, what is it that I have achieved in the last one year? What did I learn from my career or what I did in my one year? And one thing we forget most of the time, what did I most have fun with? So you need to give a complete picture about how the year has been for you, what you enjoyed the most, what you liked the most, what is challenging, and what is it that you really enjoyed and had fun most. And the last part of this exercise, the part one of the exercises, where if you were to summarize your year, and if that was to be, assume yourself and visualize yourself as a person who's on the front page of the newspaper with a headline written on it, describing your last one year, what would that headline say? Now, that's something that you need to think about yourself for the last year that has gone by to say, well, I was the brightest student in class. I was the most notorious student in class who did X, Y, Z. Probably that's what your newspaper headline would read as. I did three great things, two failures, and this one, which is my news headline. So what's that headline? It sort of describes you for what you've done. So I'll just pause here, Rushab, for you to sort of build on this into saying, so the part one of the phase is to be able to allow yourself to soak in into what you have done, what you stand for, and what's your headline all about. So that you can imagine yourself from that perspective of saying, where are you starting from and where you are? I, I just want to pause here and see if there are any comments or any thoughts around that before I go to the next part of planning for the next... Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to the going So, well, there are, there are a few questions, uh, Rajiv, which will uh, uh, take it up in the, in the subsequent conversation because I think one thing leads to the other. But I think if you can first complete the other part as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I will do that. I will do that. I will do that. So, so from here, if you, if you look at it, having sort of set out that position of your headline for the last one year, now we move to focusing on the future journey, which is saying that what is the next one year. So now, unfortunately, we're sitting in December, right? So 2022, that's that's probably going to be a very uh, remarkable year for, for many of us uh, because we would want to make some changes and something that we want in ourselves to show up for ourselves by the end of 2022. Now, this exercise helps you sort of set that. So you start with saying, what are five challenges that you anticipate in 2022 for yourself? It could be different for different people and it has to be different. For someone, the challenge could be, I need to find a job. For the other one, it could be that I need to sort of look for post-graduation studies. For another one, it could be that I want to sort of begin a new business. For somebody else, it could be like saying, well, I need to be helping my parents in their business. Somebody else could be, so it could vary, right? The point I'm trying to say, for somebody it could be saying, my challenge is that I need to decide whether I need to get married or not. Fine. I think everything is okay. The, the reason I'm giving these examples is that your challenges are your challenges. So acknowledge them, accept them, just state them. So identify your challenges as to what they, they are. Then the next important part is that what is it that you want to learn to become what your challenges are asking you to do? Say, for example, post-graduation course, for example, the first job. What are the specific areas that you want to grow into or learn to be able to make sure that you can take those steps? So linked with those challenges, identify those specific steps. And then from there, you, you need to sort of also look at by doing what you choose to do, how will you make a difference to the people that you impact? It means if you're going to get into a job, if you're going to start a post-graduation, what is it going to do to you, to your parents? to people who are affected by you and your life at this point in time. So take a slightly more larger than life image. 
And the reason I bring this up here is that when you're choosing your own future, please recognize your future is just not about what you choose to do. It also has a bearing on the stakeholders who are impacted around you, your parents, your friends, your family, and the extended circuit of people who are going to get impacted by what you could have been doing. So take a slightly larger point of view. And that's what this is aiming to help you to do that. Lastly, like we did the newspaper headline for yourself of what you would describe yourself in 2020. Similarly, I would encourage you to think about and write what I call as a newspaper headline that summarized, that would summarize you by end 2022, which means I want you to imagine yourself in 2022 and say, what should be my headline of 2022 that I'm now working towards. Now that headline statement becomes your driving force. So this is an iterative exercise. This is an exercise that I encourage uh, both students as well as executives to think about. And people come with a very wide range of sort of uh, from simple statements to over complex statements, but everything is great. And once you sort of put that down and you refine that together, you have some specific direction of what you wish to do towards a future that you see from a short term horizon of the next one year. Now that becomes the start point for you to ask what I call as your five trigger questions. And these five trigger questions are a must for you to reflect on. First, what are you going to do to achieve this headline you want for yourself? And this is a very, very difficult question to answer because I'm asking you to take responsibility for your actions to deliver the headline that you want for yourself. So it's clearly your accountability to your own future begins here. The next question, what are you waiting for to get there? Is there a, is there a muhurat you're waiting for? Is it something that's going to change that's going to happen? So please look for it and tell yourself through this exercise, what are you waiting for? And a simple clue for this is just start today. There is no right time. The right time is when you start. The third important part is, what do you need to get there? So list down things that you need as support to get there. Fourth, how committed are you to get there? Now, this is a very important question. Many a times, especially as students or even I think so as parents or as people, we all recognize that we tend to do things what others want of us. Right. I just want you to be honest here and give yourself a score that how committed are you to get to what you've defined for yourself on a zero to 10 scale? Are you at two? Are you at four? And let me tell you, if you're honest enough, and if you're anything lower than seven or eight, go back to this exercise, you need to do something with the headline. Because that headline better have a commitment score above eight. Because if it is not, it's not going to happen. I can promise you that. So that's that's a sort of a self evaluation to be able to very, very uh, clearly committed to this. And last but not the least, what is stopping you or holding you back to progress? Again, a difficult question, as much as the first one that I said, that what is it that you want out of yourself? What is stopping you or holding you back? I think you must ask that question because you've listed down by now what you want of yourself. What is holding you back becomes an important, important roadblock that you need to break free from. So I can guarantee this to you, that people who have honestly done this exercise, they've found some answers that they've always known for, known about, but they never really got it down, got pen to paper on this. And that sort of gives them a great feeling of liberation, a great feeling of accomplishment and saying, wow, this is what I need to do. And this is where I can, I can probably get to. One last bit here. There's a slight and a very important distinction I want to draw out between honesty and truth. And I just want all of us to be slightly careful in terms of understanding where I'm coming from on this. Being truthful is what you tell others. I'll again repeat, being truthful is what you tell others. Being honest is what you tell yourself. So in this exercise, and when it comes to your own self, please be honest. Don't be truthful. Truthful is what you do on Facebook. Logo ko kya batana hai? Wo main Facebook pe dal deta hu, Instagram pe filter ke saath dal deta hu. 
ऑनेस्टी अपने साथ है दिस एक्सरसाइज इज अबाउट ऑनेस्टी सो दैट्स a very important piece i just well, want to share sir i think this was pause now very very what awesome, you some uh, you know piece of advice if i were to say uh, something to be, to reflect upon and uh, you know it's it's a, like a very simple toolkit that you've shared in a way right uh, so it was, it was too good but while you were talking rajiv uh, there was one thought which came to my mind uh, and i'm just throwing it up in the op- uh, open right now it's like when someone is driving a car right the rear view mirror is small and windshield is bigger which means to look ahead and not behind do not completely to ignore your past so rajiv do you think people look at the rear view mirror more in real life than required when it comes to problems but when when they have to introspect uh, they don't do that based on your experience very interesting uh, point you make rushad and uh, thanks for bringing this up um, i believe uh, we we as humans rely on the past because they are part of a comfort zone and i call them as crutches we are happy with them because we know that that has happened and we know ke chalo uska sahara hai hamare ko in in the real sense of an understanding if i was to simplify or oversimplify it from a from a perspective of thinking is concerned but as you rightly said i think it's very important to recognize and the example of the car is a beautiful example of this that car is a symbol of moving forward there are in a in a in a manual car there are five gears which allow you to move yeah. forward there is only one reverse gear right similarly in a car there is a windshield which is probably 20 or 50 times the size put together of the rear view mirror in between and on the side view mirrors put together why is that the case let's let's for a minute just reflect back on this that's exactly the reality of life because if you're choosing to move forward that's exactly the ratio of impact that you need for this you don't need anything more than that what you need it for is to be aware that what has happened in the past doesn't come in the way as a stumbling block for you to keep moving forward that's point number 1 so you need to be watchful you need to be observant and what i say always i'll repeat it once again here you're allowed to make mistakes as long as you're not repeating the same mistake because the day you stop making the same mistake again you will recognize that you're moving forward the day you continue to repeat the same mistake again and again you will always be stuck where you are remember what i've just said and you can reflect on anything you do even in your examination papers if you make the same mistake do you think will you be able to progress to the next problem never and that's exactly what life is one last thing on this point that rushab be mentioned it's so important to recognize the fact that even in in my own experience as 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 a business head as a ceo as a leader that i've sort of uh, lived my life i have never ever used the word feedback i've always used the word feed forward and that's something which most leadership uh, gurus as they are known today practice today feed forward means use the past to feed into forward steps feedback has negative connotation so look behind with an only intention to say what can you take out of it to move forward so i would encourage everybody to not forget to look behind but not get entangled in it because true the true. journey is awesome awesome arati uh, uh i'll take a few questions uh, you know uh, uh, but i think many of those uh, get answered with your toolkit uh, sort of what you what you explained right so ayush uh, had written a question and he says that how do we brace ourselves up for the corporate life do you have a golden rule that you believe every student appearing for placements should follow good question uh i have i'll i'll start with the something i used to always start my sales training programs with my sales team that i used to do and it reminded me of that i wish thanks for that question and i used to start my sales training with them by the first slide of mine saying the golden rule of sales 
and that used to come with the second slide which to say that there is no rule so the golden rule of sales is there is no rule because every customer is unique every need is unique and every process of engagement is unique and i think we must recognize that but what is common and what is important that you can focus on from a skill perspective is the product knowledge your self confidence and your ability to maneuver yourself through known and unknown situations which improves with time so coming back to your specific question on placement placement is exactly like a like like a call that you make anywhere else so what can you control in it i think the question i would encourage you to ask is what can you control in it what you can control is being prepared for that interview knowing better about what the job is about knowing better about the industry figuring out what you can do to be able to add value to that role and that business and last but not the least why are you the best candidate for that if you answer these five questions i promise you your success rate will be higher but if you go expecting to find those answers in an interview the interview will not even discuss with you interesting think about that interesting rajiv uh rahul uh, has another question and he is referring to a earlier conversation when you spoke about change is the only constant you know that is when we were discussing this topic what are the positives in the professional setup that you think has paved for your business or work life in times of pandemic uh one is an opportunity to talk to people like you it's a living example here i think that's one positive change that acceptance of mediums other than face to face has opened up learning and exchange of knowledge opportunities for almost everybody across the world i think that's that's one uh, positive uh, silver lining that probably has emerged out of the pandemic uh, a lot of fence sitters who never ever believed that they would be able to accept learning or be part of an education system in the online space were forced into it but today recognize that probably uh, at least parts of it and hybrid model are here to stay so i think that's that's the the, the other part of it. it makes it so you if you ask me honestly this pandemic has truly delivered the uh, the real meaning of what everybody used to talk about that the world is a global village i think this this pandemic has really made that a reality for everybody the access to communities access to people access to knowledge access to various things i think that's that's one piece that uh, that i believe has has significantly changed the second thing that has happened in terms of positives i would say is that it has allowed both businesses and individuals to recognize that what is what people called as an mvp minimum value proposition minimum viable proposition what is the mvp for my business what can i live without and what do i need essentially so i think there are items out of businesses that have been knocked off which we always thought we could not do without and have has probably made businesses leaner agile and more efficient for the long run i think that's one positive that has happened at an individual level i think our emotional quotient as a society has moved up significantly and i always say this that if there was ever an emotional quotient index of society in general which it doesn't exist by the way there are happiness indexes workplace indexes that are available but there's nothing known as an eq index of the the, the social infrastructure we live in today but if it was there i for one believe that even in the pandemic and post pandemic it would definitely moved up a few notches up because empathy care attention to detail the the love and affection among uh friends and people who you know or has significantly moved up uh the appreciation for uh the value for people who really matter has gone up i think all of that has probably made us a bit more saner as a as a society i just hope it stays my fear is we will forget it very soon uh but i just hope it stays long enough that we can become uh, better human beings and hence become no, our right. leaders that's what my amazing is. listening to you and i'm sure uh, listeners are also liking it so kundan one of our other listener uh he has written a question and he is lastly wanting to know who do you look up to as a role model or a mentor and do you have a couple of book recommendations for them to go through it uh you know in their life 
Well, uh, Kudan, I I have many people, and some of them I I didn't mention to you as standard practice of all business leaders that we think about. But to me personally, I think my real role model is my mother, and I say that with great pride. Uh, I am who I am not because she is my mother, because she's really taught me uh, what hardship is all about and what leading a life uh, against all challenges is about. I think I I owe myself to her more than anybody else i think that's that's one person that uh, she she's no more now but I, i i do sort of always whenever anybody asks me this uh, i i really feel honored and blessed to have her as my mother i think that's that's one thing that i must say uh coming back to books uh, i think uh, there are many books that one can read but it again depends on what your specific interest is and what your specific area is uh, a few books that i have been focused on in the recent past uh some of them i can sort of let you know uh two of them that come to my mind uh one is the power of habit by charles duhigg i think that's an amazing book about uh dealing with change because as you understand that i have been uh quite focused on the role that change plays so i think that's that's something which which i i personally love in terms of some of the stuff that he is uh, speaking about uh and another one is a very famous book of stephen covey which is speed of trust because to me trust is foundation and fundamental to everything and anything that exists in this society if there is no trust there is no society there is no relationship there is no business so to me uh both change and trust are very fundamental to what anybody needs to do so there are two books that come to my mind well, just to uh, some help uh, another listener ritwik is asking uh if you had a Uh, opportunity to build a close knit professional team for your business what are the characteristics and the qualities that you would want in people and who would be your topic wow that's an interesting question again i would start with saying what is the objective of that team and because of the purpose and the objective of the team is is not clear then putting the team together is of no value but having said that from a core characteristics and trait perspective and that's something i've done always and i've i've actually challenged the status quo many times in in regular organizations for for whatever it may it may be uh two things that are very important to me one is that uh in the real sense uh, i'm a very big advocate of uh of a multi skilled team and what i mean by that is that the contribution of each individual gets multiplied when each individual has a specific value to add on the team so for example if we are talking of a, a sort of a startup stage ideation phase of a business team then the core skills that you need for anyone to do that is you need sound financial skills you need product skills you need technology skills and you probably need early stage product testing and marketing skills now when you put these skills together you can choose to have people with these skills or you could have choose to have people from different industries with these skills coming into what you wish to i am of a, of a view that i would choose people with multiple industries with these skills to come and contribute to what needs to be done rather than saying if i'm doing a a, a, a an automobile sector startup i would only pick everybody from automobile so to me uh that's that's the way that i would sort of look at it uh and and that's something which uh, has played for me uh, most of the time and i believe uh, that's extremely extremely positive for well, uh, the overall team also this being rajiv one last question uh that tanish has asked uh that she liked the approach uh that you spoke about uh with respect to the toolkit and the ebook right about owning your future so she wants to know how was the book writing process like for you did you read a lot of books before that met a few people who were writing in this similar field and how was the creative process okay uh let me first clarify here this is a small ebook which is more like a workbook here uh so therefore this is not as good as hardcore writing but i've done some research papers that i've written by the way i've done some work on servant leadership which is something that has got published in in some journals at this point in time 
I'm in the process of writing my first book, by the way, as you ask me, which is uh, basically uh, leadership insights, which is more referring around leadership simplified uh, as an approach. So I'm I'm at the phase of doing it. Yes, this one was a great experience. But this was a creative rendition of the steps that I wanted people to follow to move through the journey and the idea that I had in mind. So it's been pretty challenging and interesting to synthesize that into it. My current experience of writing a book. uh i'm a i i i i love reading but that reading doesn't really inspire me to write what inspires me to write is my own experiences so i i view uh writing to be driven by my own experiences uh in which my reading is is part of it but that's that's not what drives my writing if, if that answers your question tanish so for me um it's it's my own experiences that drive my writing uh versus the doing reading to be able to influence well rajiv so that, that's how uh, i, I think we've covered all the questions and i must say it was wonderful uh, speaking to you and i think uh, there are tons and tons of learnings uh, for i think all of us to go back home and circle back on 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 all the pointers that you spoke about right uh, right about putting down everything on the piece of paper so that you can reflect your past as well as plan for your future so i think to the topic we had a great great conversation and i hope you also loved it and our listeners also uh, appreciated that yeah it was absolutely awesome and uh, it's probably one of the first occasion that i'm actually speaking to a group of people without seeing them or listening to them so for me it's another another first of its kind experience also let me tell you that so 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 there are podcasts i've participated but not with uh, i mean with with a, a chat mode questioning session but more of something that we had a conversation of this put up on podcast so this is a very fascinating experience and uh, thanks to all of you for some intelligent questions some fabulous participation and i hope that uh, uh, it was worth your time and you managed to get some nuggets for yourself i'm happy to sort of uh, help you in your journey of life in whatever way i can thank you uh, thank you rajiv each one of thank you all, all our you. listeners again we'll be back next week with some another interesting topic signing off for now thank you